One cannot think well, love well, sleep well, if one has not dined well. Virginia Woolf I'm Carrie Fox, and this is Grateful for My Plateful, your path to a healthier relationship with food. Today we're talking about quote-unquote good and quote-unquote bad food. This is one of the main tenets of orthorexia and something that I've had many, many years of experience with trying to deal with in my life. Overcoming a lot of my negative assumptions about food and uh, the limiting beliefs that we place upon ourselves about food. I always want to remind you that I am not a medical professional, so the things that I say should not be taken as medical advice. As always, talk to your doctor about what's best for you. So yeah, I wanted to talk about this this week because this is such a prevalent topic in the eating disorder community because I remember after my recovery looking at a bowl of cereal and going, why have I not had cereal for a million years? And that's because I had convinced myself that like almond milk was terrible and that cereal was terrible because it had like salt in it or something, I don't even know. But mostly it was the almond milk because I was like, oh, it's fermented, it's just fermented nuts and everything, and that's bad for you. You should have raw things and fresh, blah, blah, blah. And, and I just, I went without cereal for so long. And it's like one of my favorite breakfast foods. And I just like completely cut it out of my life. And then after like a year after recovering, I realized I still hadn't eaten cereal because I still believed like, hey, almond milk's terrible for you, all this all this crap. And I even went back to drinking um, dairy milk, so that's definitely been like a long journey for me. And um, yeah, I switched back to dairy milk only because I like the taste better and it made me want to drink, want to eat cereal. And I was, I was so limited at that point for food choices. I was just like, you know what? I have to do it. Like I have to, I have to open up my, my possibilities here and cereal is something that I'll eat so I need to have the the, um, the animal byproduct in order to be healthy and that's really the 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 choices you have to go through when you when you recover you really have to forgive yourself and like allow yourself to just not be perfect and I know a lot of people they want to follow a certain diet or be a certain way or restrict themselves, but um, you really have to be honest with yourself and just say, this is what's best for me, I don't care what other people say, I'm going to do it my way because I know my body and I know my tastes and you just have to be independent. You don't have to push yourself as hard as you think you need to push yourself. Like There can be days when you just let yourself just chill, Like you don't have to challenge your your eating habits. Like today, my boyfriend and I got pizza, and I was like, yeah, I don't care. Get the get the meat lovers. I'll have some of it. But then the pizza came, and I was like, wow, there's so much pepperoni. <laughs> there was also, like, other beef on it and stuff, and I was like, I don't want the pepperoni, and I peeled it off, and then <laughs> peeled off all the rest of the toppings. So I was like, ah, I guess this is just what I'm eating, because I just didn't want to eat the meat that day. And, uh, like, I've been challenging myself lately to kind of eat a bit more meat and challenge my assumptions about meat and things. And uh, yeah, today just wasn't that day and I just wanted to be comfortable with what I usually eat. Yeah, so we'll get into talking about the good and bad food, um, that whole assumption. I'm getting a lot of information from a specific web page, so I'll just link it here just to give them credit. It's uh, completehumanperformance.com slash clean hyphen eating. 
So this whole assumption about certain foods being good versus certain foods being bad, it's so subjective. And I'll explain why. Because whatever food plan you're a part of, you're always going to have your own ideas of what is the worst food in the world. So for vegetarians, it's animal meat. Vegans, it's all animal products. And for, like, high-carb raw vegans, for instance, like Freely and, and Durian Rider and them, like, they say, like, oh, don't eat tofu because it's processed. Or, like, don't eat cooked food. I know that they do the raw till four plan now or whatever, but, like, when I was watching them, it was all just, like, no cooked food, raw all the time and everything. And more examples, bodybuilders feel like milk, fruit, and white bread are the worst things in the world. Paleo diet wants you to stay away from, like, grains, legumes, dairy, this kind of stuff. And even, like, the food guide is, like, saying, like, stay away from saturated fat, like, red meat, eggs, like, stuff that's high in cholesterol, basically. And, like, there's just so many conflicting opinions on what's good and what's bad that you start taking all this information, and every time you read something, it's like, oh, almond milk's bad for you. Guess I can't have cereal anymore. Oh, paleo diet's saying that legumes are bad for you. Like, maybe I shouldn't have those, you know? And, like, it becomes just, like, this list of foods that you cut out of your life, and in the end, you're not getting the nutrition you need, and you're not getting that variety that's important for your diet. Of course, you can follow whichever diet you want. It's just, um, this ideology of the good foods versus the bad foods like listen to your body for sure if you are vegan and you're happy being vegan then that's awesome I love that um but for the people who may have like gotten into veganism or like paleo for the wrong reasons because they think like oh I'm gonna I'm, I'm so unhealthy I need to cut all these bad foods out of my diet like that's that's a wrong reason to go into a certain diet you need to be listening to your body and seeing if your body is feeling the same way. Because in the end, your body's going to know. And, like, I tried to get into veganism. My body was like, hell no, Carrie, that is not okay. <laughs> this is not okay for us. And I've been paying for that for a couple years. But you know what? Every day is just a new step towards recovery. And I've learned so much through this whole process of of my eating disorder, and I feel like I've really grown, and I, I'm honestly thankful. I'm very thankful that this happened to me, because I've, I've grown a healthier relationship with food, and all these ups and downs have made me really, really see food differently, and I've had anxiety for the past year as well, and, well, it's probably been longer than the past year, but it was really bad this past year, and, um, even that is, like, changed my life because I, now I'm in recovery and seeing things different differently and um just learning to like live in the moment and and uh free myself of this like perfectionist attitude and this like constant like obsessive thoughts that come with a lot of these mental illnesses so a big reason why people think certain foods are bad is because um you you often associate certain foods with having excess calories. So like um, a bowl of ice cream has a lot more calories than a bowl of grapes, but that doesn't mean the ice cream is bad if you eat it in moderation. And uh, of course, people are terrified of being fat because being fat is one of the most terrifying things that could happen to you in today's world, apparently. 
which is also an assumption that we need to challenge, of course, in our recovery. But you know what? One bowl of ice cream isn't going to kill you. Two bowls of ice cream is not going to kill you. As long as you're getting your nutrients, exercising, and you intuitively feel good and healthy, I think that's fine. Like right now in my life, I feel pretty healthy and for, for me. I feel, I don't feel 100% my best, but I definitely feel that intuitively I am good. <laughs> and that my diet is giving me what I need and uh, my exercise is doing good things for me. I'm still trying to figure out how to be at my best, but you know what? You can't always be at your best, and that's just something that you have to acknowledge, and you're not going to feel 100% all the time, you know? And uh, this has been a really hard year for me, so I'm probably just coming out of it and just feeling a lot of this, like, excess and fatigue and and um, just kind of coping with the long year I've had, basically, and now that I'm out of it and feeling more relaxed, that's definitely catching up to me, I feel. But it's just something that I have to get through, and it's part of recovery, and it's, uh, it's interesting, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where this new phase of my life takes me. I've been getting into exercise, and yeah, I'm excited. And hopefully I'll be feeling better soon. Certainly feeling 100% better than I used to be, though. <laughs> Back when I was getting sick every two days, and goodness that was that was not pleasant it's easy to say like oh no food out there is bad and and no food is good and then so go eat go eat five bowls of ice cream and see how you feel that's not exactly what we're saying we're saying like if you eat five bowls of ice cream and you feel great then I don't know maybe that's that's fine for you but if you feel if you eat a bowl of ice cream and you don't feel very good or you're, you're feeling tired or you don't feel like it's doing good for you intuitively, then that's something you have to look into, and you may want to try and eat less of that for your own well-being, but that doesn't make ice cream itself bad. That just means that your body's not necessarily interacting with it well. I feel like another reason why people feel that certain foods are good or bad is because they see all these um, warnings about like carcinogens and and toxins that are in certain foods or whatever, and like, oh, fructose is terrible, and it gets trapped in your system and ruins you, and all this stuff. And I don't know, I don't, I don't follow a lot of that anymore. But um, I, I actively stay away from it. Actually, all these opinions that are saying like, oh, the lactose is terrible, or like gluten is terrible for you, or something. They, they're failing to acknowledge that your body is extremely efficient, and it's designed to expel toxins. Um, it's even better when you're exercising and drinking lots of water, keeping your stress levels down. So, like, you may eat those couple bowls of ice cream, but they are not going to stay in your body forever. I feel like a lot of the time people think that, oh, if I eat these two bowls of ice cream, I'm going to be fat. Like, like, it's in me forever, and that's a constant, like, two pounds that I just added to my body or something. No, of course not. Your body is constantly converting food into energy. It's constantly um, expelling toxins through your breasts, through your your bowels and other things. I mean, if you're allergic to peanuts, don't go eat some peanuts, because your body's not going to know how to handle that. 
but like your body is constantly changing and healing itself. People also fail to acknowledge that these little treats can be an important part of self-care. People think that they can just go, 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 never stop, and it's this perfectionist ideal um, that is so prevalent in society today, and they think they can just do everything whenever they want, and they don't need a break, but that's not true. Same goes with your food. You can eat as healthy as you want, but, like, sometimes it's just nice to hang out and eat bag of chips or something, or, like, enjoy a snack or whatever. Like, you don't have to be perfect all the time. I feel like it's even better in recovery because you can say, hey, I know I'm not supposed to be eating this food, but you know what? Nobody's perfect. I'm gonna allow myself this pleasure, even if my mind says that I shouldn't eat this. I'm going to enjoy it and have this pleasurable experience because I am not a robot. Like I said last week, I was talking about radical acceptance of your eating disorder, and like a lot of my recovery was just doing the same things over and over again, like going to the store, getting a lot of chips to binge and things like that, and I knew it was a bad thing to do, but an important part of recovery was to accept that that was happening and to accept that I just, my body wanted these things and I was going to give it to them and that was okay. You have to remember the context in which you're eating your food. I eat a bag of chips like once or twice a week and I know that's not the best thing in the world but I get cravings for them for whatever reason but I'm pretty sure it's related to iron deficiency and my body like wanting more electrolytes and stuff and I used to just torture myself over it because everybody was saying like oh the acrymal... <laughs> acrylamide. The acrylamide in potato chips will like give you cancer, blah, 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 blah. But like I was suffering from the more immediate situation of being borderline anemic. So my body was craving this, this salt and everything. So I'd rather just eat some chips and not faint than suffer and torture myself all the time for eating these chips. And like, that's what I realize now. You just have to accept that that's what your body is needing at that moment. You have to work day by day to, in order to change the situation so that maybe you don't need to eat a bag of chips every day. <laughs> so for me, it took a really long time to realize, hey, maybe I actually need to reintroduce some meats into my diet or something. Um, some fish, some vitamin C, that was important for me. And yeah, now that I'm feeling better, I'm trying to eat less of them, but uh, it's still a snack that I enjoy, and uh, I don't need to hate myself for everything I eat. That being said, you also don't need to feel like you have to earn your food in order to eat it. Like, just because you ate a bag of chips doesn't need, mean you need to exercise today, or, or like, oh, I... I did this today, or I, I was good all day, I deserve these chips, or something like that. Like, that's not a healthy way of thinking about things. Just eat what you want when you want it, and uh, try and orient your mindset for maybe a diet that is the best for you, but also kind of airs on the side of trying to get your nutrients. And I don't want to say, like, be healthier, but I mean be healthier. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to have, like, a bunch of crap in your diet. Yeah, it's really difficult. It's hard to navigate this this recovery because um, a lot of the time, especially orthorexia, because uh, a lot of the time you're thinking like, okay, I have to allow myself to eat these foods that I have convinced myself are bad for me, but also I want to feel healthier. I want to feel better. And you think that it's from a healthy diet. <laughs> it's so hard to explain. Like, quote-unquote healthy diet. 
this has been proven to, like, make people feel better. A lot of people think it makes them feel better. So, like, naturally, that's kind of, like, the goal is you want your diet to be healthier, quote-unquote. Um, but this can be different for every person. Healthier for me right now is trying to eat less chips, trying to eat less of my trigger foods and my go-to foods that are, like, I don't know, have less nutritional value, like Eggo waffles for breakfast and things. Like, I'd rather have, like, a bowl of cereal or an egg or something. Like, that's, that would be the healthier option for me. So, when I say healthier, I don't mean, like, crazy, like, obsessive, like, only vegetables and fruits, you know. But healthy can be whatever you want for whatever person. And uh, I think that's something you have to discover for yourself is what makes you feel good, essentially. And uh, that's something that I'm constantly struggling with. And, and it's a hard concept to wrap your head around when it's like, oh, well, I am radically accepting the fact that I just ate three bags of Skittles and that's okay. But also you're thinking like, well, maybe you shouldn't be doing that, Carrie. <laughs> because... Maybe it's time you started actually eating healthier, but it's just a constant tightrope that you're trying to walk, and uh, it's definitely, definitely confusing, and I don't know. I don't know if I tried to eat healthy, it would be a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, you just have to know yourself and be confident in your recovery and confident in your relationship with food, and I feel like I'm at a point where I can start kind of trying to experiment and trying to broaden broaden my broaden my base of what I eat and trying to orient myself towards something better. Another example of a quote-unquote bad food that I tried to cut out was uh, any like juice or or like drinkable sugar and uh, I cut out a lot of pop and everything which is probably a good idea but um, I also cut out a lot of like juices and stuff and I realized I was getting absolutely no vitamin C or anything like that because I don't really eat oranges or anything um, outside of, like, drinking orange juice. But once I cut out orange juice, it was pretty bad because I had that iron uh, problem. And um, vitamin C is actually very important for the absorption of iron in your diet. So I drink orange juice now, and although there's probably a lot of sugar in there, that's the one source of vitamin C that I can tolerate in my diet because, like... I can't bring myself, I, I, I have the personality, it's impossible to just bring myself to, like, eat an orange. Like, I, I don't know. I've, I've tried to buy oranges before and eat them, and I just can't. <laughs> if I buy an orange, I will likely not eat it, so orange juice is the only option for me right now, and that's okay. And you just have to forgive yourself for the situation you're in. Another food that comes to my mind is cheese, because I love a nice round of brie cheese. And a lot of people tout that dairy is bad for you, but they also fail to acknowledge that fermented foods do a lot of good for your digestive system. They give you a lot of gut bacteria, and like, for me, I was having a lot of anxiety, and um, I was getting sick a lot, and feeling nauseous a lot after I ate and things like that, and so I wanted to eat like more fermented foods so my gut bacteria would process my food better and, and make me less liable to be sick and things. And uh, going from vegetarian to meat-eating again, building up your gut bacteria is really good for that. And I'm not going to deprive myself of something I enjoy just because society's standards of beauty and all this crap. Like, I see all the time that stupid quote that's like, nothing tastes better than skinny feels. I'm like, 
I can think of a million things that taste better than skinny feels. Like, spare me this tired monologue of, of this insane garbage. It all takes time. It's just about developing better habits over time that make you happy. And that's the most important part. They need to make you feel good and not miserable. And that's really why a huge part of recovery is also just tuning into yourself, tuning into your needs, using your intuition to deal with food rather than your thoughts and and this internal dialogue that you've created from all this misinformation out there. Personally, I don't want to see you restricting. I want you to be getting all the nutrients you need. I've started eating meat again and it makes me feel good because I know I'm getting iron and other nutrients that my body's been missing over the years. But you know what? Like, it's not for everyone. Some people don't want to do that. The most important thing is variety, I feel. So instead of cutting out foods you think of as bad, maybe try adding more foods that will offer you a wider array of nutrients in your body. And then that way you can intersperse your healthier diet with some treats that you'll enjoy. And because you're getting a nice variety, you don't have to make yourself feel guilty all the time. Bottom line, no food out there is going to kill you. Unless you're allergic to it, obviously. You know what's going to kill you? Your eating disorder. So smarten up and figure out who the real enemy is here. Is it worth being miserable your whole life only to find out like, oh, I'm going to die anyway. Whoops. Maybe I shouldn't have wasted my entire life worrying about what foods I was eating. And maybe I should have just spent time enjoying food and enjoying my life. Make your days count. Be nice to yourself. Stop freaking out about food and your body. Use your time to enjoy food and use your body to do good things and have fun. It's the most important thing. You know what? I'm going to start something new right now. I'm going to issue a little challenge for you this week is to go go home. I'm sure you're already home, but, you know, after this podcast is over, just write down a food that you've cut out of your life that maybe you shouldn't have and try and eat that food this week. Try and try and reintroduce that into your diet. Could be just one meal, could be like a box of something that you buy, put it in your fridge and eat it a couple times. But um yeah, think about it. For me, that was definitely like cereal and I was really proud the first time I ate cereal again and I I challenged myself to to buy the the necessary uh, products and food products, whatever you want to call it, and and I ate it, and it made me feel really good because I was like, hey, I have something else to eat now. So think about the things that you haven't eaten in a long time and kind of question why. Why haven't I eaten that? And what, what assumptions do I have about foods that that is preventing me from eating something? And uh, yeah, as long as it's not something that is like a trigger food for you, like, I, maybe, maybe you're ready for that, but like, <laughs> something that comes to my mind is like rice cakes. I would eat them. I was like addicted to them. So like, I might not want to introduce that into my diet again, just cause like, I don't want that to be my go-to food, but like, a better example would be the cereal thing where like, I cut it out because I thought that it was bad for me. But, um, yeah, find your own, find your own food that, you want to reintroduce to your diet this week and tell me how it goes. You can always hit up my Instagram account uh, at grateful for my plateful or the Tumblr account grateful for my plateful. It's all all the words are separated by hyphens. So yeah, hit me up on there and tell me how you're doing. 
And of course, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review on the podcast or anything like that. Also, the music for this podcast is called Tomorrow by Mega Inc., so I really appreciate them for allowing the Creative Commons license so that I can use their stuff. But yeah, that's it. Have a good week, guys. Get out there and challenge yourselves, and your mind may be struggling with it, but your body will probably thank you for it. And if it doesn't thank you for it now, it'll thank you for it later, because recovery is a long, long process, and sometimes your body's like, what's happening? So don't be surprised if your body gets a little weird, but that's just part of it. I don't know. Use your intuition. Trust yourself. Use your common sense. But yeah, do challenge yourself this week to, to combat those negative assumptions about what's good and what's bad. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.